If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Throwaway Account and says, Am I the asshole for paying my girlfriend money for a survival pack? She kind of arranged for me when I'm going out to sea for work. So I, 24 male, work as a marine engineer and make a lot of money overseas. Out of curiosity, my girlfriend, 24 female, asked me what kind of stuff I usually take with myself aboard the ship. So I listed out the stuff like a bunch of men's hygiene stuff, some of my favorite snacks, a bunch of socks, some waterproof winter gear, stomach medicine, etc. She went ahead and bought a bunch of stuff for me yesterday and had it delivered to my place along with a note. I was honestly quite taken aback. It had quite a few expensive items like a razor of high quality, some expensive shampoo, expensive winter gear and stuff, etc. Normally, I would have just appreciated the gesture and thought of something I would gift in a while or so, but since I was leaving in a week, I was out of ideas and I couldn't have matched the amount she spent on me in such a short while, meaningfully, so I took her out to dinner. Thanked her for all of that. I actually needed to buy quite a bit of that stuff and then proceeded to wire her the bill amount the next day. Her reaction wasn't great. She was disappointed and said that it was a gift which shouldn't be paid back and stuff like that. I felt quite bad, but absolutely refused her from paying any of that money back. Normally, I wouldn't have paid this, but it was quite an amount and I make a lot more money than her. So I felt awkward and was out of ideas. We're over it now though, but she's asked me to never do something like this again. And I've reluctantly agreed. I also kind of want to bring up the cost she put into the gift, but I didn't want to hurt her feelings at all. I'm not going to be able to talk to her for a month now and I'm feeling bad that I fucked up this badly. Have the next four days before we don't see each other for three months. So well, am I the asshole for paying her back money for an expensive gift which I needed? Edits, well, I've managed to get my point about insecurity about my job through to her and now we're past the point of remembering it even happened. I also told her I remember her always when using the gear and everything she sent me and a bunch of other sappy stuff. We're now hanging out together the entire day and night and I took a small breather to post an edit. I'm leaving in three days and I have a lot to think about. A lot. So I'll be getting to that soon. Thanks everyone. And there was a lot of comments on this one and somewhere OP replied to give an additional information. So someone said, everything you've written here has screamed I freaked out because her gift implied deeper intimacy than we actually have. While this may not be what you intended, if it's coming across this strongly to us, it probably came across that way to her too. You're dating an adult. You can expect her to be able to manage her money and not splurge on something to the point where she can't afford rent. Opie responded saying, a bit of clarification. I freaked out because her gift implied deeper intimacy than we actually have. Isn't what I'm trying to imply. 
part that's probably making it seem that way is that I treat my job as solely my responsibility and that's how I've lived my life. My parents never really cared about what I did or didn't do and I've practically been on my own with respects to stuff like building my career. I have a very strong feeling of independence towards work and my girlfriend kind of took that responsibility for me and it made me uncomfortable because I felt like I put her in a financially precarious situation. It's just... It's just how I've lived and treated work and relying on someone is completely new to me. I mistook her care for me for shouldering me and I freaked out in my inability to accept that. I simply couldn't accept putting someone in a troubled position for me. Someone says, I saw your comment about your parents not being interested in your work. Are they interested in you as a person at all? Have they taught you that you shouldn't accept help from others? It's good to be independent, but your girlfriend expressing her love for you shouldn't be seen as a threat to that independence. Opie responded and quoted a part and says, Nope, they never just really cared. I've lived my life with them being indifferent to what I do. Even when I got press charges for underage drinking when I was in high school, I've done a lot of growing up, if I've grown up practically alone. Some people were there around to set me straight, but none for long enough for me to actually be relying on them. My current relationship is probably the only thing where I've let someone affect me emotionally this much and she's made me a better person. But my job was and is always something I've wanted to handle alone. And that's why her gesture felt completely alien to me. Opie quotes a section and says, it's good to be independent, but your girlfriend expressing her love for you shouldn't be seen as a threat to that independence. Then says, it's just not how I see it yet. I'm working on it, slowly opening up, learning to rely on someone, I'm just not there yet. And this was a bit of a take her back to it. I still have a lot to learn. Another commenter said, your relationship sounds so loving and wholesome. I hope you work through your issues. You may want to consider working through your issues without involving your father at first. Therapy may help you navigate that and you are not required to call that lady your mother even though she adopted you. Best wishes, OP. OP responded and said, People have it worse with their step-parents, so I'm just showing a bit of respect. That's probably it. I do have some therapy, but I guess it mostly boils down to learning what kind of behaviors I have from ignorance and killing them one by one. A Redditor replies that and says, I just want to let you know the fact that other people have worse step-parents does not mean you need to show yours any respect. It sounds like she was actually pretty awful to you based on the information you gave, but Even if she wasn't, you do not need to promote her to the title of mother in order to show her respect. There are plenty of people with close and loving relationships with incredible step-parents who they respect very much and they still call them step-parents slash their name slash not mum or dad. You are not obligated to recognize her as a maternal figure just because she married your father and legally adopted you. Do you think she sees you as her child in the same way that she sees your half-siblings as her children? Of course, you can do whatever you want. If you want to call her mother, that is your decision. But since you're beginning to dip your toes into the pools of what notions of mine should I reassess, I think it's worth pointing out that adults do not deserve respect simply for not being the worst. They deserve respect when they earn it. But do you know who deserves respect without having earned it? Children. And it sounds like she did not only not respect you, but she treated you unequally, was unkind to you, and took her frustrations with an adult whose actions you had no control over and were also affected by, out on you, a child. 
I don't have all the details and maybe I'm just projecting or getting the wrong impression and I apologize if that's the case, but she doesn't sound worthy of much respect to me. Again, you do you, but be sure that you're calling her mother because you want to, not because you feel like you owe it to her. Even if she was the perfect step-parent, you don't owe her anything. OP says and quotes, and it sounds like she did not only respect you, but she treated you unequally, was unkind to you, and took her frustrations within an adult whose actions had no control over and were also affected by out on you, a child. Thing says, I always considered that part of the problem as related to my father's absence given her frustration. I pitied her to an extent. Opie then quotes, you're not obligated to recognize her as a maternal figure, and goes on to say, no, she does not. I'm very much elder brother to my half-siblings, and she made it that way, but they don't care about elder bro. I'm put in the same league as my father about this. The one time things went to boiling point was when, in my teens, she referred to my birth mum as a bitch who broke her family apart. I never cared about this woman as a person after that. I never knew my mum, but this made me feel bad. And I always questioned why I felt bad despite not knowing who was my mum. It was hypocritical though. How would this woman's family be ruined by my mother if she wouldn't have had this family in the first place had my mother been around? So then OP updated their post which says, So well, it has been a day and I managed to get this kind of cleared up over lunch with her. Yesterday was Sunday so I dedicated the entire day to her. I told her that I had a freak out about the gift due to my toxic relationship with work and we made up completely over it. I also told her that my actions don't undervalue her gift in my eyes and I'll always remember her while using any of those things, lol. I went a bit too sappy on her, I guess, but we had fun. She's still sleeping beside me and it's just been a fun day overall. Anyways, reflecting on what I did through the comments on the post and the community's help at least made me realize that I had a lot of toxicity to work on. I guess my blaming my parents wasn't completely fair either, given how everything had been. My birth mum passed of cancer shortly after I was born and dad threw himself into work, relying heavily on babysitters and wet nurses to have me cared for until he got remarried and still was thrown in work. My stepmother, who I have to refer to as mother because she legally adopted me, is not a very nice person to me. She didn't deprive me of anything my half-siblings had and did keep me fed, but that was about it. There was a few times she tried to take out her frustrations with my dad out on me and I have good reasons to believe that maybe one of my half-siblings isn't blood-related to me. On that note, I think I will try to reapproach my father, who I am barely able to talk to, and force him to tell me what my mother was like and try to break him out of the shell he's created, possibly from the grief of losing my birth mum. If I can do something like that, then I think I can have somewhat fix my own problems too. Right now, the only people I can call family are my girlfriend, and her family is sweet, and I'm friends with them, but I'm not there with them yet. I'd love my father to get to know them at least somewhat. But now, I'm bored and afraid in two days. I have the rest of the day to spend with her, and possibly the night too. I'm trying not to bother about this. When I get back from the ship, I'll get these things done slowly. I'll have a late Valentine's date night to look forward to after I'm back, and a lot of things to work on both on myself and my situation with people close to me. And OP continued to give some additional information in the comments, so someone said, glad to hear you've patched things up with your girlfriend. It's also great you are open to growth and self-improvement. One little word of caution though, beware of giving away all your power in this situation. By that I mean you can only control and therefore heal yourself. 
you can't and probably shouldn't force your father to do or admit to anything. If you're going to make your own healing contingent on his behavior, you're just disempowering yourself. If the whole process depends on his being ready and able to give you all the answers, what happens if it doesn't work out that way? He may never be able to talk to your mother or break out of his shell. Then what? Of course he might, but if you're pinning everything on him being able to, you're in for disappointment. Therapy is a great idea. That way you can unpack the baggage in a safe environment and make a plan for how and when to confront your father. You can have clarity and understanding of your own needs and your process will be your own. Good luck. OP then quotes that and says, no, I'm not holding any expectations. I've prepared for the worst as I'm already used to only speaking to him once a week and really general stuff. He's usually always found a way to be busy about every event in my life and my half-siblings' lives who've completely turned like their mother in blaming me for our father's lack of attention. But if the man's problem is originating from grief and possibly the last memory he has of his late lover, if I can't help him using that, I have to try. It feels like something my birth mum would want me to do. I'll give him a chance to a real relationship if he opens up and is willing to accept therapy. If it works out, great. If it doesn't, I have family waiting for me anyways. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And we're going to move on to another. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Story, which comes from a deleted user who says I didn't react the right way to my husband's cheating prank and now our marriage is not the same. I don't want a divorce over such a ridiculous thing. If you think we're young, then think again. I'm female 35 and he's male 33 and I can't believe this is really happening. I begged him to go to therapy with me but he's refusing any type of conversation. About a month ago, while having Sunday breakfast, my husband left his iPad on the counter when I was doing the dishes and went to the gym. Now I think about it, he went out of his way to draw my attention to the iPad the whole morning, placing it on display and leaving it wherever I was. Now I know why. While I was loading the dishwasher, he got a text and a picture of a naked female torso, and you missed this. The number belonged to Eve. I froze in my tracks. We've been married for two years and we have two children together, male five and female three. Against my better judgment, I started looking and there was this full conversation for over a week. He was cheating on me with this Eve. I can't describe the amount of pain I felt and I ran to the bathroom, vomiting and crying. 
Anyway, when he got back from the gym, he asked me what's wrong and I just handed him the iPad and told him that he's gotten a text from Eve and that I needed to go out for a walk if he could stay with the children. He said okay and I went for a three hour walk. He texted me multiple times if I was okay and I said that I was fine, just needed the walk. I don't remember crying this much my entire life. When I got home, I told him that I knew about his affair and asked him how we're going to do this. Do what? I told him that we obviously can't stay married, but I needed to know how we're going to do this with the least damage possible to the children. I told him that since he has his parents living there, he could move out and let me stay with the children for now until we separated. His response was, is that really all your reaction? Are you fucking serious right now? I just looked at him all puzzled. What did he mean by this? I told him that I couldn't discuss this now because I was exhausted. He started yelling that I was so careless and cold. My reaction to his infidelity wasn't the proper reaction, or at least not the one he expected. He then shoved the iPad in my hands and asked me to call Eve. I refused and ran to our room because I couldn't believe how cruel he was being, wanting me to call his mistress. Fucking call the number. I did. The number belonged to his friend and he was laughing on the other line saying it was all a prank. It took me a few moments to get it but then I started crying. My husband was livid at the way I handled the prank. He was disappointed that I didn't care enough. I don't know what he wanted me to do. He couldn't explain what he expected me to act. He just yelled that he didn't expect this. Now a month later, he's still cold and distant with me. I tried to apologize and explain that I was hurt and shocked because that wasn't him. I tried to explain that I just didn't want to hurt our children. I told him that I loved him so much that if that was something true, it would have broken me. It did for the last few hours I believed the prank. He thinks I'm too cold and apathetic and my reaction was abnormal, so now he's cold and apathetic towards me. And I think this whole situation is abnormal. Edit. I don't know why the apologizing part is being taken out of context, making me out to be a weak woman with no self-respect. I'm not apologizing nor begging. I apologize and not because I thought I did anything wrong, but because he was hurt by my lack of emotions. I explained to him that my lack of emotions came from shock and not indifference. He did not buy it and that's where we are now. Also, the fact that I answered truthfully about my husband never acting this way before and was downvoted because of it. I'm not saying that because I'm a victim of brainwashing, but because that's the truth. I'm not defending him. I'm trying to be accurate in case someone actually wants to help me and needs all the facts rather than just cast judgment based on their own experiences and assumptions. This is the first time we hit a dead end, it seems, in our relationship. We have always been a loving couple and if I was a weak, manipulated, abused wife with low self-respect, I wouldn't be planning separation and divorce the moment I thought he was cheating. I won't be engaging with the negativity anymore and I honestly regret opening up to strangers just to be attacked. I'm thankful for the support from the rest, the majority, but I hate the feeling that I need to agree with bullshit assumptions or I'm being defensive or an apologist. I'm not deleting this post in case someone somewhere can benefit from it, but I'm done here. Have a good day. Opie then did update their post, which says, Hi, I decided to make an update after all. Mostly out of respect for the people reaching out asking for one. I will make it private, however, because honestly, as much as I appreciate the enormous response, it became overwhelming for me. I couldn't read all the comments and the bad ones stuck with me more than I want to admit. I never considered myself weak or stupid or easily manipulated as I was portrayed. This morning, before my husband dropped off the children at daycare and the dogs at the dog center, I asked him to talk to me. 
I told him that his treatment of me for the last month wasn't sustainable and that I've given him space long enough. But now he has to do something. Talk to me. Try to find a solution or set me free. He asked me to meet up with him for lunch because we were both running late for work. At lunch, he apologized for the prank and he said he couldn't believe that he went with it and how stupid it was of him to think that it was harmless and playful. He said that he had been feeling miserable about it and so guilty, but that he has never felt so worthless in his entire life. I showed him how disposable he was to me and how easily I could believe something this horrible about him, accept it and make plans to move on within hours. Even if I've cheated on you, you showed no sign that you love me enough to at least ask me why. If the roles were reversed, he would have been angry. He would have confronted me. He would have asked me why, who the other man was, what it was that he, the other man, had that he didn't, and so on. I told him I was thinking of these things, but I had other priorities, like the stability of my children's family life and the hurt it would cause to have divorced parents, because he knew me well enough to understand that I would never forgive a cheater. I pushed away my anger and feelings of disappointment because all I was thinking of was how we could provide our children the best life with two homes. I was eventually going to process the anger and hurt. I knew I had all the time later for grief and rage. So he told me that he wanted to move out to his parents, but that he wasn't sure how to manage without seeing the children every day. So I suggested that he could pick them up from daycare every day, since I work later than him. I could pick them up from my in-laws after work. I also suggested that we could split the weekend. He was silent while I was planning. He then said, I love you and kissed me and hugged me for a long while for the first time in weeks. When I got home after picking up the children and the dogs, he was already gone with his clothes. He texted me around 11 p.m. saying that he couldn't believe I was doing it again and that he was done. I called him and he told me I was, again, a matter of fact and emotional. I seemed unfazed, like him moving out wasn't a big deal. He felt redundant again and disposable and unnecessary in my life. I told him this was so unfair because I've missed him and I've missed him all these weeks when he was ignoring me. I was just trying to give him space and respect his wishes because I still wanted us to work things out. He didn't want to listen anymore, so we hung up. At 2am, he texts that this wasn't working for him and he wanted a divorce. I text back, okay. OP updates one more time, which says, I want to thank you very much for all the support. I'm sorry for all the doubtful voices about help from strangers on Reddit. While I'm my own woman and isn't easily manipulated, I was so appreciative of the support here. I was doubting myself, brooding and all consumed in my own confused thoughts. My husband found my post and he said he was so ashamed of himself and the way he handled our problem, especially after reading all the comments calling him out. Now we have a lot of work to do if we're going to make it. I'm still not 100% sure why he acted the way he did because I've always been clear about my feelings and how much I love him. I never felt that life and the children came in the way. It just made my love for him even stronger. But I'm not going to dismiss his feelings if he really felt neglected and disposable. He hasn't moved home yet. We've been on dates and we have been spending quality time together. Before all of this happened, we were talking about having another baby and maybe moving into a bigger house. We are waiting with this. I wasn't sure I would tell him that I wanted to wait without it sounding like I'm cold and have given up on our future. So I tried to show more emotions this time and making it clear that I just want to wait until we're back on track and not cancel the plans altogether. But he was actually understanding and kind of relieved. We'll see how this goes. 
I love and miss him so much and the children miss their daddy at home. Thank you again. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Can you ever see that relationship working? Things that he's doing and seems to continue to do as well. Real weird. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, support and time always means the absolute world. So thank you so much and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care. Much love. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/style for free shipping and 365-day returns.